Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Alright, it's time for some clarification. What just happened? It turns out there are multiple ways of, of calculating how many Mishnayos are in the 14th chapter of Masech Yevamos. Some have a 9, and some, as we saw, only have 4. And, unbeknownst to me, when I recorded, I was using a, a Mishnayos that only had 4, which means that I moved on and did Perak uh, 15, Perak Tezvav, Mishnah Aleph, and Beis. Whereas, according to the Mishnah Yomi cycle, it seems, it's actually today is, is Mishnah Beis and Gimel, because the previous chapter had nine parakim. Now, it's not just me who's confused, but I got an email from All Mishnah, if you haven't checked it All Mishnah, you can check it out, where they said they're trying to synchronize all the various calendars. One last note is, there seems to be a stira, a contradiction between the Art Scroll Mishnah Yomi calendar and their Mishnayos. Not great for marketing. The Mishnayos have nine Mishnayos, and their calendar... Uh, Mishnayos, excuse me, I have four Mishnayos, but the, the calendar has nine. So, with all this confusion, we're going to try to synchronize with the calendar, and if anything changes in the next few days, we will go back. And today we're only going to do one Mishnah, that is Perak Tezvav, Mishnah, uh, Mishnah Base. Sorry, Mishnah Gimel, Mishnah Gimel. Alright, Perak Tezvav, Mishnah Gimel. We had previously been discussing in Mishnah Aleph and Beis, how a woman can testify her husband died, and although normally we require two witnesses to say uh, someone died, here we rely on the woman's testimony alone, knowing full well that, or or uh, informing her that in the event she makes a mistake, here's a clear warning, if you make a mistake, the consequences are so grave, you're going to have to leave both your new husband and your old husband, etc., etc. We're not going to see in the locus, what, what else do we, uh, c- comes along with the fact that we believe her husband is dead. Her husband, we, we believe he's dead, so she can remarry, and she can collect the ksuba from her previous husband's uh, estate. She can remarry, but she can't collect the ksuba, which is very interesting. So Beishamai says, excuse me, only Beishamai. If you permit the serious matters as in a forbidden relationship, here's a woman who's married, who now we have said she's no longer married based on her testimony. That we allow, so you're not going to allow the more cow, the more lenient, uh, less serious matter of collecting money. Beishamai responds, no, the reason I say this is because although, yes, erva, marrying, marriage is more serious, but we find that the brothers um, and the other heirs cannot collect the inheritance from the property of her husband, of her former husband, based off her word. So clearly we see that we don't rely on her testimony for monetary matters. However, you know where I, how I came to my conclusion? Not because of this Kalva Homer, because it says explicitly in the Ksuba. Because it says in the Ksuba, if you become an el- if you become eligible, or when you become eligible to marry son- someone else, you can take what is written for you in this document. Thus we see, written in the Ksuba is once she becomes eligible to marry someone else, in this case, based on her testimony, she can collect the Ksuba. Followed, retracted, recanted, and follows now. I wish you all a wonderful day.